Oh, would you look at that? There's a new episode of the Black Cast on my phone, ready to play right now. Listening to Black Cast. I was born to terrorize the late 80s. Looking around the NICU like a bunch of crime babies. Another John Sporting Woods, call him the voice of Listening Hades. Listening to Black Cast. Or maybe I'm Tiger, owner of everything you love. Bob Iger, put a case on him and smoke him. Braunschweiger. Listening to Black Christian is the leader of the black cast, integral part of the ship, call him the mass, especially when we travel like a flash into the past. Listen to black cast. Will is here too, Sterling civil personality like Winnie the Pooh, seriously this dude's jack like the brave, the proud, the few. Listen to black cast. Can't forget the man shareable Texas, gave us this gift for early Xmas, great way to start each day for breakfast. Listen to black or should I call it break fast? Don't know how much longer I will last. Looking for independence as a broadcast. Listening to Black Cast. We the Black Cast. Going fast like the Flash. Talking crass. Someone pass the mic. Psych, I'm talking light. Listening to Black the Pied Piper, you gon' swipe right on her And by her I mean Christian He's a man on a mission If you ain't listening, then you gonna be missing out Agent Starling, only here in spirit Don't shout him out, cause he won't hear it He walked the earth like came from Kung Fu You know you hear about it soon, don't you? We're talking Comic-Con on this show But me and EO didn't get to go Our girl Amy Cassandra, MTZ, and The No Listening to Black you down with MTZ? Yeah, you know me. She down with VIP and every last homie. Listen in the black cast. Don't you hate on my rhymes? We talk about how I can't keep time. At least my shit ain't fugly. We talk about DC's good, bad, and ugly. Listen in the black cast. Don't be the only player on your block to miss this. We got big ups for my man Danny Rand. He ain't gonna wanna miss this. He fought a dragon in Kunlun and became the immortal Iron Fist. I like to thank all the fire girls and young fresh fellows while y'all sit back, download, and enjoy this show. Oh, tonight what heights will hit? On with the show. Alright, several Texas had to go take care of some business. But I'm here to say, have a nice day. And listen to the damn show. That's right. Listen to the damn show. Welcome to the Black Cast. Here we are talking about Comic Con. Damn is aggressive. Uh, no, because it's a damn good show. Oh. That's what oh. our friend Shareable Texas wants us to all know. Fair enough. And we are doing a little download on Comic Con. Uh, Jeff, are you cool enough to have gone to Comic Con? <laughs> no. <laughs> I am also not cool enough to go to Comic Con. Uh, fortunately, someone who was cool enough to go to Comic Con, making her triumphant return to the Black Cast. <laughs> Amy Cassandra Martinez. Yeah. On Twitter at Amy Cassandra MTZ. Mm-hmm. How was Comic-Con? <sighs> you know, there is something about nerds uniting and geeking out together. And I mean, you've come to the right place. This exactly. is not a controversial standpoint. <laughs> yeah. It was actually my first time going as press, going just in general. So you hadn't been just as a as a nerd before, but you were there right. professionally. As yeah. a professional nerd. Professional nerd. Professional yeah. nerd. Yeah, last year I went, but I was I was editing in a room for like three days. Oh, that sounds so fun. It you know, I got to live vicariously through yeah. the videos that I was editing, but the last day, Sunday, I was able to go on the floor, but that's a whole different day. Like 
obviously it's Sunday, but yeah. it's a different vibe, everything. So yeah, it was amazing. This year I went and I started from Wednesday all the way through Sunday. Yeah, it's interesting because Wednesday, you know, was always the preview day, and Thursday was always a little light. But then I noticed like the Doctor Who panel was on Thursday. I'm like, whoa! You usually yeah. saved something like that for later, but it's like, no, but it's too much. That's gonna have to be on Thursday. Well, and also the Predator press conference right. was also on Thursday, which that was my first time going I, to Hall H. Yeah, you. So you were in Hall H, and you were there for the the Predator press conference. Mm-hmm. So uh, tell us a little bit about that. Well, for for listeners that have never been to Hall H, it's amazing. <laughs> it was so cool. But if you go, I think it's just as part of press, you get a different entrance than everyone else because you have to stand in line. And it's a whole thing. And if you don't like standing in lines, it can get a little bit of annoying. But it's worth it. I mean, I think it's worth it. Um, yeah, let, like, me, well, let me interrupt for uh-huh. uh, a little trick that I found. So I did go to Comic-Con once. I went yeah. to 2011. And uh, it was fun. I wanted to go to a few panels. And what I figured out was, you know, people complain about like, oh, am I going to get into this panel or that panel? Um, I picked a panel like three before the one I wanted to go to. Oh, yeah. And I lined up and I sat in the back. And it was like, you know, it was about American Dad, which I've watched and it's a funny show. Uh, And then it was The Simpsons. And, you know, so there was a few things. And then I got closer and closer for the show that I wanted to see the panel for was Fringe. So by the time it got to that, we were like in the middle. And then my wife really wanted to see the Vampire Diaries panel. So we got even closer for that. I took a nap. Actually, I didn't, but I should have. <laughs> should have, yeah. yeah I should have definitely taken a nap. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so so yeah, so that's sort of uh, since I'm you know not going to Comic Con anytime soon, but I'm sure I'll take my son when he gets bigger because oh he's mandated that uh, he's going to have to be a nerd. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that was just a, a little thought that I had. It is very hard mm-hmm. to get into some of these panels, and if the panel you want is the first one of the day, you're kind of screwed. That's when yeah. you kind of have to line up overnight. But yeah. if it's like in the middle of the day, you can go to some of the uh, lesser panels earlier. Well, not to say that it's like super easy or super hard to to apply to go as press, but I think it's totally worth it. So if you are a nerd that likes to cover content, then heck, try to apply through press because the advantages are they're plenty. And the key is to do it early. That's oh, the problem yeah. is that people who try and do it, you know, even like a month or two out. Oh, but if you do uh, it no. like it, you know, if you do it well for next Comic-Con now, yeah, you know, oh, you're in a you'd good be spot. set for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, hi yeah. there. I'm um, Christian Blackcast from the Blackcast. No, the Blackcast. Look under the all caps. Oh, okay, <laughs> no, nothing. All right, thanks. But what's so cool is like once you walk in to the Hall H. I mean, I I look like a deer in headlights. They knew. The security <laughs> guards were like, oh, honey, this is your first Hall H. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, but they just helped me out. I was like, I have this. Where do I go? So then you go, if you have like a special ticket thing, which you have to get in advance, this whole thing, you go and you sit the front and the seats are reserved. So naturally, I was like, wow, I am so fancy right now. And it started, everyone was super excited. There were so many people in the press area with their laptops, like, fully set up, live tweeting, live, like, writing articles as it was happening. And, yeah, I mean, it it was done really nicely, and it was fun, and it was just so much more than what I expected. I mean, I've been watching Hall H press conferences, like, 
through the internet for a few years now and just to be there I was like holy moly so naturally <laughs> I was trying to live tweet as best as I could but I was still like oh my god it's funny because it was seven years ago that I was there so I feel like the internet's going to be a little bit better and easier to use it was very hard mm. to even post like on Facebook you know oh, like yeah. just the picture it was a lot of like back at the hotel I'd be like here's what I did today and uh, it was it was very hard to do it I feel like they know what an important tool that is for people that are there uh, but anyway so let's talk specifically mm-hmm. about the predator panel yeah and what is the the new movie called is it predators no the predator it's just the predator now okay uh-oh so i have to say something that i've only told a couple of people so obviously i wanted to go to that panel because of sterling k brown the sure. huge this is us fan and i think he's a freaking rock star um and Keegan Michael Key is also great. I actually saw him. You saw the Key day. of Key and Peel. Uh huh. Yeah. Wait, um, he's writing or he's involved with the Predator. I haven't been yeah. paying enough attention apparently. Yeah, he's in it. Yeah. The he's the totally working title was Get Out Predator. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was just saying. But um. <laughs> That's what's gonna happen. The predator, the predators are, are looking for like xenomorph bodies exactly, to take over. Oh my gosh! Stop wow. telling people. Yeah. That's Come on. Sorry. Pl- uh, spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I had seen him the day before, and I kind of like made eye contact with him, and then I just quickly turned scared. away because I was like, oh Wait, my god, Wait, so what were you going to say? Is that you were going to say that you've never seen any of the Predator movies? Well, no, no, no. Here's the thing. So I've seen the first one. Okay. Um, they, at the panel, press conference, you know, I honestly don't know the difference between the terms, but I'm just going to call it the press conference because... I mean, it's a it's a panel, but honestly, any panel is basically a press conference just with a lot of people watching because they're making a lot of announcements. You know, I mean, it's a little different. Like a press conference is basically only for press, and it's usually not going to be somewhere big like Hall H. So it's probably a panel. Panel. Yeah. Yeah. So I went to the panel. They said, "Okay, we have an exclusive first look of Predator," and I was like, "Oh my god!" So they were going around making sure that no one was recording anything, and it started. And I was like, oh, ha, ha, it's a joke. This is funny. It's like a parody. <laughs> and then it kept going. I was like, wow, this is, this, they're keeping this going for a while. Oh, oh, no. What? This is serious. Oh, crap. Okay. It ended. I tweeted, well, just got a sneak peek. It's a lot funnier than I expected. Well, with with key involved, it makes sense that they're yeah. going. Yeah. So yeah. you didn't you didn't think but it was going to be funny? No. Yeah. No. You think of Predator, and you don't think, ha ha. You know, you don't have think, a great time. You don't think Gremlins two, the new match. You know, you don't <laughs> think the the funny yeah. sort of uh, horror movies or whatever. I mean, what mm-hmm. do they not get about what made the first two Predator movies great? I- I, well, first, uh, Jesse Ventura. But uh, also, <laughs> beyond that... You gotta put the body on him. You do, you do. That's your Jesse the body, Ventura. <laughs> but I think the problem so many times is that studios don't know what makes any movie successful. So they're just like, yeah, we'll just throw that name on something. You know, let's make Superman 4. Am I stupid for just realizing that there are two future governors in that movie? Oh, Arnold what? and Jesse the body? Yeah. <laughs> That's true. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but both of them... <laughs> because when we saw that movie, we are like, oh, those guys are going to totally be governors. <laughs> That's some governor That's material. Now, imagine if there was a cameo from Trump in there. Stop. You know, because he's, yes. in, he's in Home Alone, right? Or yeah. Home Alone yeah. 2. Yeah. Home Alone 2. Lost in New York. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. But anyway, so uh, you're surprised at the tone of the film. I, for sure. For and, sure. But and I Jeff, mean... do you think that 
deviating from the tone of the two best Predator movies is a mistake. Absolutely. As, as you eat your, your power bar. Absolutely. To, to power up. Absolutely. I am at level 99. <laughs> keeping it 100. Yeah, well, you, you're keeping it 99. As soon as it gets yeah, to 100, that's why I'm eating this. we'll let everybody yes! know when we get to 100. First one of the show. Yeah, I know. And it wasn't even really warranted. Um, so if you have to pay for this Predator movie and yeah. you don't get to go to a press screening and Amy's one of the people whenever I complain <laughs> on the black cast about like how everybody I know sees a really? movie two weeks before me, you're one of them. Aww. You get to see everything before yeah. Should I, I just make my prediction about this movie now? Please do. what we've heard. It's oh, just going to become the next Predators. Because right. you just asked if the yeah, movie was going to be forgot. named a movie that already exists yeah. because <laughs> that movie was so fucking forgettable yeah. and bad I, yeah. that but you forgot it existed. The name stuck with me and that's why I thought that's yeah. what this one's called. But you're absolutely you're right. Like, oh, wait, should Adrian Brody be in a Predator movie? Absolutely not. By the way, why did Alien vs. Predator not work? Because it should have. The games, the Alien vs. Predator games, I don't know, this may be like too far back or weird nerd. Do you remember there was like a system called Jaguar or something? I mean, I remember that it existed, but I, I didn't know anybody that like, had it. Yeah, or, yeah, I had a friend who had it, and they had the Alien vs. Predator game with like, you could be a Marine or an Alien or a Predator, and that was like the coolest fucking game when I was a kid. So I've always thought Alien vs. Predator was going to be like the coolest thing, and both those movies were so bad, because once again... It's like they don't understand that you can't just make a video game into a movie. It's not fun if you're not the one running around shooting things. Yeah, that's a good point. And what made the Predator movies cool is that you have two things hunting one another. That's what a Predator does. Mm -hmm. That's why it was dope. Arnold versus a fucking alien. And Arnold is setting up traps and the alien setting up traps. Great movie. Uh, in the second one, it's a little bit more high tech, but they're setting up traps. They're hunting each other. It's like... That's what made those movies awesome. Every other Predator movie is just like, here's some badass uh, aliens and a guy who's going to shoot at them. There's no like hunting or tracking or any of the shit that made those two movies Predator movies, in my mind at least. And that's the same thing with aliens. Like the Predators need to be, we need to be able to get into the mindset of the Predators so we can watch them tracking and hunting the aliens. And then you have to have a more clever way for marines or something to be involved more so than just like yeah we're digging in uh, alaska and then oh look at this there's a xenomorph queen just down here frozen in the ice what the fuck yeah well i i know and it's it, it's it is one of those things that is always surprising that you know sort of these properties that you feel like are can't miss but you have to aim it a little bit if you want to not miss with it. So, uh, but back to my question, Amy, would you pay to see this Predator movie or do you need to get to one of your fancy press screenings in order to take the time to see it? Well, considering that I have movie pass. Oh. Not right. sponsored. Um, not sponsored. Not but sponsored. if they'd like to, but please hey, let us know. Ad. I'm here. <laughs> hashtag ad. Um, yeah, I mean, I want, I want to see it because what I got, what we all got a sneak peek of was eh, different. Different, yeah. unexpected. They also are introducing female predators. Yes, I did see that. So that's interesting. I mean, I, I, the concept makes sense. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. but I'm down with that conceptually, but it's like... How it's going to be executed. Yeah. A little it, bit like... Mm. Just... <laughs> I, I, 
sorry to be crass, but like oh, please put, do p- putting tits on a on a predator does not. You got to do more than that. Character. Yeah, no, no, that's true. But don't take the design and just be like, you know, it's like, oh, and now it's a lady one. You yeah. know, like did, I would have, say, have there's have there's be something more biological about it, right? Like show, oh, you know, in the animal kingdom, how often are the females twice the size of the males and bite the heads off the males in mating? Yeah, how that's o- cool. Yeah, what, or you could have something directly related to mating or their cubs or something like, oh, the females are even more aggressive, but only if you're near their pups and there's like some little right. predator pups take running a, around. Take a page sp- out of that Natasha Henstrich movie, Species. Yeah. You know, you could learn something from that. Um, Alright, so that was something that you got to. Now, mm-hmm. I wanted to kind of go through some of the big news and some of the big trailers and uh, the best place to start I would say is with DC because uh, <laughs> I have divided their big news into three categories. The good, the mediocre, and the ugly. For me, the good was definitely Shazam. And we talked on the Blackcast that I thought, and I still think that that poster is stupid. That there is a Shazam. What is he? He's is he drinking like a like a big gulp, big gulp. right? Yeah, yeah. So I was like, yeah, that's that's not speaking to me. Now I get it a little bit more with the trailer. I thought that this trailer, I was just like, I don't know what I think of this Shazam. I had no idea that it was basically like super big you know so it's like you take the movie big but then he becomes shazam also you know known as captain marvel but Mm -hmm. uh not using that name for obvious reasons say my name (laughs) because you know dc has enough problems with their movies that they don't need to have a character called captain hey remember that studio that does really well with everything they put out say my name superior superior movie (laughs) studio that's my name that's my name um but uh i wanted to uh ask both of you and Ladies first, of course. Amy, what did you think when you saw the Shazam trailer? Oh, and you did a video for this, right? I did. I do trailer reaction videos. And where do they find those? On my YouTube channel. It's youtube.com forward slash Amy Cassandra. That is with a C and two S's and some A's. Um, <laughs> and other letters as well. Yes, and, and, and a D. And, Don't forget <laughs> and the R. R. Yeah. <laughs> Spelling, yes. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, I hadn't actually seen any of the trailers. I so remember because I, just... I talked to you after you got back. You're like, you know what? I was so busy I didn't see any of the trailers. Yeah. And it's so... good because we're recording this at the end of the week. So exactly. you had time to watch I some had of them. Time. I this was this is the first one that I watched in like my little binging of trailers. And I didn't know that Shazam was like big. Yeah. Well I don't think I the story like, is what? that. And I don't know, maybe we need our, our resident uh, DC historian Will Sterling here, but he's on vacation. He's walking the earth like came from Kung Fu. Uh, we literally is in Northern California, so we don't have time to check in with him. But I don't think that this is the Shazam story. So uh, I think it's interesting that they decided to, well we're gonna make it big because I'm definitely interested. I, it looks good. I like Zachary Levi. I was a big fan of Chuck. The TV Chuck, show. Yes, that's yeah. where he's from. Yes, yeah. I mean I haven't seen Chuck, but I oh honestly... Chuck was a Chuck, Chuck was a good great. One. Yeah. It's on uh, Amazon Prime right now. You should check it out. It's definitely worth it, that's especially fun. yeah. It's a it's an hour long, but it's a network hour long, so every episode's like forty two minutes. You so know that show, like that can you, is it weird to think that show's ten years old now? Wow, no, that makes sense though. Yeah, because uh, I I do remember. Yeah, my wife and I used to watch it <laughs> back when we had time to watch TV together. We, we used to watch Chuck. I feel like that was kind of the 
that show was a part of the zeitgeist of like the nerd revolution in like the mid aughts yeah that's aughts. really when it was building right you know, when it I was, was like, like it became cool to be a nerd it, right it, it, it became cool to be into superheroes it became cool to know shit about comic books and other things like and that d- despite what our friend will says about Tony Stank, Tony Stark, I'd say that uh, Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark is a huge part of that. Because yeah. it's like, oh, look at this look at this guy. He's so cool. Yeah. And, yeah. like, he's Iron Man. And, you know, that's obviously right in that sweet spot. 2008. Yeah. So, yeah, because this is this is the 10th year. Anyway, so you see this, Amy, yeah. and you are uh, surprised. Mm-hmm. And what do you think as it goes along? Well... <laughs> I I was really scared that it was going to be too, like, Flash in Justice League and uh, gotten so much hate for my opinions on Justice League. So you can understand why I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm really hesitant because he seemed too silly and goofy. And I'm like, I get it. He's a kid. But I don't know. Like, I got really scared watching it. But, um, yeah, it looks like it's going to be a fun movie. Nothing yeah, I, I think, like Marvel. No, I think it'll be I think it'll be fun. Well, you know, it's more like an Ant-Man. You know what I mean? An Ant-Man who's fun. Yeah, and but it's, it's lighthearted. like way better. Well, I based mean. Based off of just the trailers? Sure. Based on the trailer. If you're thinking yeah. the trailer for the first Ant-Man, the trailer for this. Sure, I can see that comparison. Yeah. But, th- you know, this isn't going to be, you know, an Infinity War. No, you know, no is, hearts will be broken, I don't think. I hope no one disintegrates at any point in this movie. Too soon. <laughs> is it ever going to be too soon? I don't know. Uh, uh, oh, okay. is, is it ever going to not be too That's soon? That's what I point. meant to yeah, say. I, exactly. Yeah, I still feel like it's too close to my heart. But yeah, I mean, I have hope for it. And as someone that's not familiar with DC, I'm sure. like, well, just put everything in front of me. Like, oh, okay. All yeah. right, let's do See, it. See, here's the thing. And, and I'm always unabashedly a Marvel homer on here, but I always want DC to win me over. Yeah. And when, you know, there are movies, the best thing that I can say about their movies, except for Wonder Woman, which was great, is like Batman vs. Superman. I'm like, wasn't terrible. It was too long and I didn't love the tone and I wanted more Batman and Superman fighting. Don't give me eight minutes if that's what the movie's called. You know, there's a like, there's a lot of things I can pick apart. Even when I like it, I don't love it. I, yeah. I mean, except I think Wonder Woman's the only success, exception. Am I late on this joke? Has anybody like redubbed the ending of Avengers: Infinity War with "Dust in the Wind"? Uh, I don't think anybody's I've done heard. it. You could get out there, you know, but you'd have to sing an acoustic. That's Ooh, the other. Yeah. I close <laughs> my eyes. Oof, there we go. Moment. Just for you guys. <laughs> Just for us. Um, so yeah, I think I'm hoping that it's good. It looks like it'll be fun. And, you know, the biggest problem, Jeff, clang, clang, clang on the trolley, ding, ding, ding with Aww, the bell. Sorry. But Aww, a like lot, that. I'm glad you enjoyed that. <laughs> this is turning into a musical episode. Yeah, which, let's just stop down for a moment, and I do need to uh, thank Mr. Jeff Duray. I meant to do this at the top of the show, but I, I, I was like, oh, let's be focused and dive in, and then we've barely talked about anything in 20 minutes. But we've had a good conversation, Standard. but I'm not checking things off the list like I thought I would have. Like, we're going to try and get it done. We started recording early, which never happens. All these things. And then uh, this is what I was. But anyway, uh, our previous episode, Blackcast 288, there was a musical introduction where we had the Mr. Rogers theme song, and myself, Gene Beretta, and Jason Blair all accompanied Fred Rogers. And I was going to scrap the project because it was a disaster. We, the guys uh, and I, we had each recorded our vocals separate, and I just couldn't sync them up because I'm not talented enough. I gave it to Jeff. 
And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll see what I can do. And then like an hour later, he sent it back. Like, what do you think about this? And I sent it to everybody. Like, yeah, this is exactly what you couldn't do, idiot. <laughs> so uh, thank you for saving that bit because, uh, you know, we've gotten some very nice feedback, which uh, I, I might get to this episode or I might save it for next week or a couple weeks from now. Hopefully I'm not belaboring this but uh, or embarrassing you. Oh, I'm terrible. You, you were so off I was on your so timing. far off. So and, I had to like completely yeah. edit your no, I know. version for, well, to, to sync the timing up for everybody else. Because that was the one that was making it sound really weird. I, I sent it to those guys taking me out. Trying to put that as the fix on it. And it still didn't work. And that's the third time I sang it. So you know what I mean? And I, I also, I was sitting in this same studio by myself and I was very self-conscious about it. Aww. I needed to actually like the volume I'm using now, but I wanted it to be quiet because I wanted it to be buried in the mix. <laughs> yeah. But meanwhile, I just, you know, could have done noise reduction and that would have done the same thing. So there were a lot of reasons why that turned into the problem. But it's like, yeah. And by the way, all I could hear was myself whenever I listened to it. I'm like, this is garbage. <laughs> but anyway, I'm glad you fixed it. And that is why it was we're fun. Being... Honestly, like putting that together, doing little stuff like that is, is usually more fun for me because it's like, oh, this is a labor of love. This is something I can actually enjoy doing, especially when I'm in the middle of a day of like doing work editing where I might not always want to listen to what I'm listening to. Right. Well, I mean, honestly, like anything that you have to listen to for work, it's like I'm it's not true. choosing this. And this was one of those things where if you absolutely were just like, yeah, I, <laughs> I can't, I would have been like, that's fine. Don't worry about it. I, but that was like me setting up, sending out the bat signal. I was like, if there's any way that we could possibly save this bit, it's the one, the only Captain EO. So uh, thank you uh, for that. Anyway, uh, we will uh, we'll talk more about some of some of our feedback to past episodes in the near future. But I wanted to kind of go back to talking about Shazam. And um, Jeff, yes. we haven't actually let you voice your thoughts. <laughs> I, who cares? I've been no, playing no. shit, eating food. No, you I don't know. Need to go no, to we want to know. No, but I want to know what you thought. I mean, so like, I thought it was really fun. I, look, I'm a sucker for a trailer with a Kendrick Lamar song. Like, let's oh. just be fucking honest. Anytime I see a tra trailer yes. and then Kendrick comes on, I'm usually like, well, it's going to be a good movie. So here's, <laughs> here's, here's a great project for you. Take trailers for bad movies and, just and then recut them with Kendrick Lamar songs. I'll probably be like, yeah, it looks dope. <laughs> it looks really good. Like, think of like a couple of your least favorite movies that you've actually seen. I just want to put some rom, like some really shitty dramatic movies <laughs> with the King's speech to Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> I mean, by the way, King's Speech is a great film, I but you know what? But you know what was missing from one, it? But Kendrick Lamar. Exactly. I think so too. Yeah, just like a trailer where it really doesn't fit. And yet Drake would have ruined it. So you see, it's yeah, a fine line. Exactly. Uh, but so this movie, so you know, your your excitement, Kiki. your excitement you level for me. Shazam before seeing the trailer versus now. That's always. I have very it. little excitement beforehand. I yeah. think there was a lot of just negative stuff out in the ether where yeah. it was like, oh, Zachary Levi looks stupid. And, uh, okay, so that's what I muscle. said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for that dead accurate impression of Look, you. I was just like, you know, if you didn't do the impression of me, no one would have known. <laughs> uh, there was just like people weren't really into it and so I was kind of like yeah it looks weird I don't know I don't know how to feel about it and also it was like it from all the pictures and that like on set stuff it looked like it was just gonna be 
overly goofy whereas this mm-hmm. to me looked like it was trying to strike a pretty fun chord between like it's a fucking kid in an adult's body so you got to have the big level fun and the the little misadventures of like oh i have a huge penis now or whatever there because <laughs> i'm sure that's a scene in this movie <laughs> but isn't there, there there is that moment in big right doesn't he like look down yeah and he, yeah so like there I, i'm like wait I, at first i thought that was a joke i'm like no wait, that's actually in, in big, big yeah. where he looks down and that like, wasn't just me I, like I, imagining I, little boys I, looking I, at their own dicks. And he's like, well, this is why the movie's called Big. No, that's, that's not true. That's not true. I mean, that. But anyway, yeah, I, I don't know. It just looks fun and, you know, my excitement level. And look, I have no confidence in DC's ability to make, uh, you know, on-screen content yeah. with any kind of consistency. So uh, I think the to have a positive feeling about this is great. That's look, a victory for me, I for them, as far as I'm concerned. Marvel has fun superheroes so they've been able to make fun superhero movies where you can have action adventure and stakes but they can be kind of funny and lighthearted. because at the core like captain america isn't a super serious guy like he is serious in terms of like getting his shit done but he's like um versus a superman who by today's standards is a fucking alien with superpowers and all yeah. the stuff that they have in dc is very realistic where it's like yeah, if an alien just came down and started beating the shit out of people and exploding cities just because they're having a fist fight, I think people would kind of react pretty poorly to that, and it'd be a pretty <laughs> dark universe. Versus if we found out that a hero from World War II was frozen in ice and then came back and then was just, like, doing his thing, being a good guy, like, upstanding with old-fashioned American morals, you'd be like, oh, yeah, it's, like, a fun, happier yeah, story. Yeah, and you're able to play him for comedy because of, like, in Age of Ultron when he's, like, language, you yeah. know? He's just, he's a man yeah. at a time, you know? Tony he's, Stark has the snark. Yeah. Uh, Ant-Man has the can't man i I was so excited for you i'm like oh man he's on a roll ant-man is the can do man but no i think that you're able to do that and and obviously thor very much a fish out of water Mm -hmm. like we had conversations on here about there are people who feel like ragnarok was too silly i thought it was the right tone but even in the first movie there's comedy that comes from the Mm -hmm. fact of like yeah i don't know i just drink beers and you know throw the glass against the wall or whatever so uh yeah i think that uh there is some excitement about this for me and uh, i forget when it comes out but it's soon it's like october november or something Mm -hmm. right sometime this year yeah yeah. now have you both seen aquaman Yep. Okay, now Jeff, you didn't see Aquaman. No, I don't so think so. We're gonna, we're gonna. I've been watching stuff more sporadically. Right. So a lot. Uh, excuse me. What's I'll... happening there? <laughs> Jeff's gonna throw up on the microphone. I'm just having such a visceral reaction to yeah. Aquaman. No. I, yeah. I feel like a lot of these trailers and stuff that I see, it's like I have seen the majority, the yeah. majority of it, maybe through like an Instagram ad or some bullshit yeah. like that. Uh, so I'm always like, oh, I haven't seen it, and then I watch. I'm like, yeah, I've seen all that. But I don't know. Yeah, I guess I yeah. have seen it. <laughs> well, we'll take the time and we'll uh, we'll watch and listen to Aquaman now because I think nice. it's one of the more significant ones. Um, and Aquaman I- is one of those characters where he, he is such a badass and can be so interesting if you're able to invest in him. But from a more common fan standpoint, he's like... Uh, 
what you hypnotically talk to fish like yeah. fuck off stupidest hero ever and and that's the problem is that he has that rap and we've had that conversation on the black cats i've had that conversation with will i'm just like look i want to be able to understand why people who think he's cool think he's cool because i don't you know i know him from the super friends and it's like hang on oh can i get a fish army together no problem you know it's like that's all he could really do <laughs> and i want to understand why he's cool. I thought that he had some good moments in Justice League, but, uh, you know, I don't think that, I don't know, I don't think that that was a great, you know, uh, uh, outcoming, a great coming out, whatever you want to call it, an unveiling of Aquaman, you know. I, I wasn't won over 100% by him in that. Will would know more about this, but I know there's, like, the Aquaman that you're talking about, and then there's the more recent Aquaman who has, like, a fucking hook yep. hand. And I feel like that was at a certain point they were like, yeah, we got to update this character and make him a little bit more badass. Yeah, so a good so old let's, hook let's, spear let's, hand. So more of it worked my for, It worked for Buster in Arrested Development. It, oh, my God. I love that show so much. Um, it, one of my introductions to him was, you know, I love me some superhero cartoons. Of and course. the early 2000s, like, Justice League show had that Aquaman with the, the hook hand. But the way they introduced him even to the Justice League is is straight up. He just comes in and is like, you fuckers are polluting my world. And just beats the shit out of everyone in the Justice League. Like, he comes in as a heel at first. I like, like it. Fuck all of you guys. He shows how powerful he can be because nobody can stop him in the Justice League. And so having that kind of an introduction to this character gives him so much more credence when the rest of the time he's not doing all that shit. Because you're like, oh, he's just like controlling himself. He could do whatever he wanted. Like if he wanted to just step in and, and punch somebody in the face or shoot his hook hand into them, he could. Wait, he, he can doesn't. shoot the hook hand? Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Hmm. See, I kind of want to see that, you know? Right? I feel like that's going to be more entertaining for me than this movie that we're about to watch a trailer for. Uh, so, anyway, let's take a look at that. And, uh, Amy, I know you have a lot of thoughts about it. but Boy, let's, do I. Let's get all up to speed on Aquaman right now. My father was a lighthouse keeper. My mother was a queen. But life has a way of bringing people together. Could unite our worlds one day. Check it out. Arthur is talking to the fish. Oh, they made me what I am. Permission to come aboard. looking for you. Your half-brother, King Orm, is about to declare war upon the surface world. The only way to stop this war is for you to take your rightful place as king. Trust me, I am no king. You do your best thinking when you're not thinking at all. That was the worst pep talk ever. I want to strap in. Because you're of two different worlds. 
That is exactly why you are worthy. That was awesome. The war is coming to the surface. And I'm bringing the wrath of the Seven Seas with me. Anyway, so Jeff, as you were watching that, you realized you have seen that. And you know what? I think I've seen a shorter version. Yeah, because this seemed like some more stuff. Yeah, that definitely seemed um, like an extended version. It had some stuff in there that looked pretty fun, but I feel like this DC movies are pretty easy to cut three minutes of really cool looking action out absolutely. of. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> and but I already saw something where I'm like, oh, not that shit again. Where uh, I think it's a scene where him and Mara, Mara are sitting there talking uh, on the sea or some shit, and you can see the like clearly CGI color yeah. corrected sky behind them. I'm just like, can we just go out fucking side? And, go outside, yeah. please. Go to the beach. Seriously, is it really that hard to go to the fucking beach? If you film your movie in LA, there's, there's so many beaches you can go film at. <laughs> it's okay. I, there's just DC really needs to cut some of this green screen out. Like, it's what drives me crazy in their movies. Because, look, I understand the need for it. Because a lot of this shit isn't doable or isn't practical to do in real life. But some scenes, you really, you don't need to be inside in a green screen <laughs> when it's just two people talking at a sunset. Go film it. Uh, Amy, your thoughts that you uh, have been sitting on and keeping bottled mm. up, and now you said you did a reaction video. Yeah. And did you get the title of your YouTube channel out? Is it just Amy Cassandra or yeah? No MTZ. There is no MTZ. Like if you type in youtube.com forward slash Amy Cassandra, I'll show up. Okay, but, so I just want to make sure yeah. because the Adam with with MTZ is your Twitter and Instagram. Correct. All right, so we yeah. have to keep the brand out there. You know, yeah. But if you just search my whole name, you'll find me. Okay. Too, so you did a video for this. I and, sure did. Uh, what was your reaction when you saw it, and uh, how did people respond to your reaction? Okay, I have to start off by saying that I really do love Jason Momoa. And I think that he can do so much. But unfortunately, this freaking trailer, what the heck? I am not that picky when it comes to trailers. I think if it's fun or if it's, like, funny or just remotely good at all, I'll be like, okay, all right, there's hope. But this one, I was just so annoyed by the CGI. The freaking hair looks so fake. That like for me to notice it, you know it's bad because I'm not that picky. You're not watching this with a fine tooth comb, exactly. looking for the problems, and when they scream at you. And look, to be fair, by the time the movie comes out, it might not look like Correct. that. But yes. you're trying to sell the movie, so don't put garbage like, out there, exactly. especially if your movie's not going to look like garbage. Exactly, and I mean, Aquaman was one of the good parts of Justice League. And hardly. And it was just because, oh my God, Jason, oh, I love you. By the way, what you said um, about Flash earlier, the only reason my wife was able to tolerate Justice League is no. because she thought the Flash saved it. Because oh God, she, he was the worst well, part. Well, he was too jokey and I get that. Yeah. But I understand where she's coming from. She's like, yeah, I didn't care about any of this. You know, and it was like, at least he was there to be like us, like, hey, this is all kind of weird and silly. You know? I, I actually 100% <laughs> agree with Heather in that sense where it was like, Justice League obviously was a fail. Like, let's just accept that. They, they, they definitely the, missed the mark, yeah. I, I mean, when your villain of your 
t- big team-up movies that essentially was supposed to be your Avengers yeah. is Steppenwolf, which everyone's like, you mean the fucking song? Like, what? <laughs> Born to be wild? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? It's yeah. so bad and stupid and obscure in a bad way because Darkseid has enough generals that Steppenwolf isn't the one you need to fucking use in the Justice well, League. And that's the problem is that they were building up to, like, oh, we're going to get to Darkseid. We're going to save it. And it's like, don't save it. You know, no. you gotta, like, that's... Give us Orion or something, right? That his son. Yeah, I mean, you definitely needed to go bigger, and they just figured they were gonna save it because, they're like, we're building a universe here, and that's always a problem. Uh, and uh, to needle our friend uh, Will, who we talk a lot about when he's not here, uh, I have indeed referred to that as the just okay league. Because <laughs> yeah. I remember that yeah. was that was in our texts. Yeah, and that we were was a going, pretty great we're one. going back and forth, and uh, you know he's he can't disagree with that either. But anyway, uh, uh, so, oh, so well, I was saying, yeah. Flash in that I agree that he kind of he helped it for me because it was like it became so irredeemable at a point. You were yeah. just like, what is good in this? Oh, Ezra Miller is actually funny if you're just trying to enjoy him being funny, right? In my but, opinion, but for yeah. you, Amy, that was a distraction. Oh, it and, was so and the, stupid. And if you cut him out of it, it's not like all of a sudden the movie's no, better. I mean, I the mean, movie's great. The, it's it's just bad. Yeah, yeah. But so like with the trailer for Aquaman, I was like, okay. I mean, people were commenting on my YouTube channel. People just don't like it when I don't like DC stuff. Yeah, which and I whatever. That's fine. You know, the studio we're in right now is dressed for DC movie news. <laughs> no. And uh, our friend Roxy Stryer, who has been on the broadcast a few times, she is on that show, and she found out pretty yeah. quickly that when you don't just like everything, and to her credit, she still says when she doesn't like things. Yeah. Um, I think that she might say it differently than she did a few years ago, but she yeah. still will say when she doesn't like something. Uh, people are not ready for that. No. And, and unfortunately, just look, the way that the world is, I'm not saying it's this specific, but if you're a girl and you don't like something, so what the fuck do you know? You're a girl. Oh you shouldn't even been watching this. Exactly. Yeah. So. Some, Why don't you go watch My Little Pony? It's which, know, by the way, actually, looked like looked like garbage. That My Little Pony, but it was movie. pretty cute. Was it really? It was All pretty right. cute. This last one, I well, lost a bet and I had to watch it for a box office well, breakdown. I, you I, lost a bet with yourself that you no, would resist watching I, it. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I've got a few years, but now that I have an eight-month-old daughter, I'm like, oh, I'm going to see all this stuff, aren't oh I? But gosh. anyway, anyway. Yes. So uh, some comments. Wait, wait, wait. Of, sorry, I'm going to interrupt you. Better movie, uh, My Little Pony or Justice League? My Little Pony. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I love that answer. I, um, send the send the response to that comment to at Amy Cassandra oh. MTZ on Twitter. Yeah, what do people say? At me? Yeah, at me. At me. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so some comments I've gotten are like, well, it seems like you were trying to find something good. I never want a movie to suck. I always like, say that. Exactly. Especially if I'm going to go see it. Like, why do I want a movie to suck? No. There are people out there who want some of these movies to be bad. I know. You, you have your Marvel people that want your DC movies to suck. You have no. your DC people. That are, but it's like, no, I, I don't. I want them all to be good. Exactly. That'd be great. I would love for DC to put out three movies a year and all of them are at least good and one or two. You know, sometimes they're great. Yes. Do that. I want that. That's more stuff for us to gear yeah. over. You I know? want that. Yes. Uh, other people were trying to... Explain to me, mansplain to me yeah. everything about Aquaman. I'm bro, explain like, to you. Bro, I didn't freaking ask you. I asked you for your opinions of like, yeah. oh, did you like the trailer? And people just went off. And then this, I mean, I started off the reaction saying, hey, like, I'm not familiar with DC, more of a Marvel girl. Even then, it's relatively new. I'm a quote, nerd in training. Please don't, like, yeah. this is what I know. I'm just taking this in as, like, your average person that's going to probably... I will watch this movie. Sure. Um, yeah, because it's 
Hello, movie pass, and I want to be in the loop. We, we all agree that the trailer looks bad, and we yeah. are all going to see that. We're movie. all going to exactly. see it. Exactly. And that's the thing, too, is like I look at it, and it stops down for bad jokes. Like, he was kind of funny. He had a couple of moments in Justice League that were actually funny. Mm-hmm. But there's two jokes in here that weren't funny. And I was like, no. why did you? Like, boom, boom, action, action. Joke. Falls that's not flat. how it works. Yeah. It's like when your joke is good, then that's like, oh, that's perfect. But make sure that you have a good joke when you do it. And like a little setup, and, a little something. And um, Black Manta, not cool. I don't like the look at all. He's got the giant head. I've read some Aquaman comics from uh, DC Rebirth that our friend Will loaned me. And I think it's an interesting story. But I'm just not into Black Manta, the look. I'm like, you gotta, you yeah, gotta redesign it. They, a even, redesign. they even redesigned Doctor Doom at one point. You know, I mean, sometimes you gotta do something with it. You know, Green Goblin doesn't wear the the great big like purple nightcap anymore. You know, although but he maybe, maybe he I should. Mean... Willem Dafoe in a big <laughs> old. Like... <laughs> yeah, that's true. That, that would have been great. Kind of that would have actually been great. <laughs> anyway, but uh, you know, see, you gotta update the look a little bit, and like, yeah. you, you gotta figure out a way to preserve your classic look with out you know having it i mean look we've got a freeze frame on the screen in front of us that we can see and i'm just like no that's not cool i'm not also, scared that, I'm not... that mask weird. looks so fucking impractical yeah. it's just what like that too? what where how do you see out of that thing yeah where do you breathe where's yeah. your head um like unless you're stewie griffin there's no way oh, that is an appropriately shaped like... helmet wow that is definitely <laughs> that's crazy mom Mom, mom, mommy, mommy, mom, 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 Mira, 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 Mira. We need someone who can animate that. Like that's what I need, or just a, just a drawing. Maybe Gene and Philly's listening, and he wants to draw Black Manta as Stewie Griffin. Um, yeah, and uh, I don't know. It's like the there's a part of the trailer where they explain so my brother wants to come from the surface and I'm just like I am not into the story of this movie like don't explain it just show me shit happening you're totally you're totally Aryan washed brother (laughs) yeah I think when you and I'm in the movie and the story's unfolding it'll 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 work or it won't you know maybe it'll work but here in the I'm going to very quickly tell you what's happening isn't this crazy like no that didn't work like no. you can't sell it to me like that just sell me what looks cool and there are there's definitely imagery that looks really cool in this and this is why I said you know Shazam is the good Aquaman is just the mediocre if Will was here and whenever we do talk to him about it he's probably going to be like oh my god I love Aquaman so that's oh, exciting there were some people yeah. in the comments on my YouTube channel video thing saying Aquaman was the best trailer to come out of San Diego Comic Con and I was like whoa no obviously it was Iron Fist but we'll get to that I, <laughs> I would just say that uh, it's it's fine which is a term that gets used in the podcast mm-hmm. a lot it is fine I don't think it's bad <laughs> but yeah. it's fine I was planning on seeing it I will still see it it comes yeah. out in December I'll see if I can squeeze it in before the holidays. But uh, I, I'm still going to see it. I think it helps to have seen a little bit of it. But also, I have some concerns that I didn't have before. You know, yeah. And yeah. like you both said, the CGI, is it takes you out of it a little bit. And if the movie comes out and they fix all that stuff, oh, then yeah. it'll be a different problem of like, well, then why did you include those shots in the trailer? Mm-hmm. You know, because you had to get out in Comic-Con. Uh, anyway, let's move on to what I consider is just the ugly garbage. Oh, my God. What a fucking piece of shit. The Titans trailer. 
I did not see this. Wait, well, that you didn't see? Same. Oh, I have to. Oh my god. All right. We okay. are, no, I am showing you guys this. But wait, wait. The only I'm thing, excited. the things I know about Titans, because look, I oh, have been so, so very what? much removed from yeah. CW since I haven't had cable in a couple years now. That's got to be rough. Because I know how much you love Gossip Girl. It's not on anymore. XO, XO. Don't hate on it. I love it. My wife used to love it too. But it's the only CW show I could think of. No, like it's very much all the CW. My I was already pretty much writing off all the CW shows, and then well, because of like Flashpoint. Yeah, yeah. And then I didn't have cable anymore, and I was like, not gonna, not gonna pursue finding these. Yeah, because you can probably watch them. You know, like a year after. You know, basically when the season ends, you can find them on Netflix or Hulu. But I'm not even watching them on Netflix at this point because I'm just like. Do I really want to spend a few hours watching a bunch of filler Gossip Girl episodes well, of a superhero show? Like, um, if you not. make a Gossip Girl with superheroes, I think, Amy, that's the uh, show. Is that the show you've always been looking you for? Know, Gossip yes. Girl with superpowers? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, that's what the New Mutants should be, by the way. Not a horror movie. The New <gasps> Mutants should be should be Gossip Girl. With... I'm here for it. All right. Uh, all right. So now I have to show you guys the Titans trailer because I can't talk about it with you if you haven't seen it. All because I know is the it, fuck Batman thing. Yes. Whoa. You're going to know about that. But there's so much more to it than that. But that's actually a, a, a fundamental problem with it. It's not even so much that he says it because it's indicative of his character, but we'll see it. Um, but So anyway, what you were saying, though, is that you know these Titans characters. I knew them as the Teen Titans in the 80s. Yeah. I thought that there were some cool little characters. There was a great uh, X-Men Teen Titans crossover that I actually really liked. The that's, Teen Titans have a lot, uh, like a... Uh, they've had a show on, I think. Is Cartoon that the Teen Network. Titans Go? Yeah. They have the movie that's, out right now. Teen Titans Go. Have, yeah. have either of you seen that, by the way? I no. haven't seen that movie. Okay, I've I haven't seen either. some older Teen Titans stuff. And then there's um, there's a dope show that I think they they had a, a thing at Comic Con for Young Justice. I've heard of that show. So yeah. Young Justice is one that you should watch because okay. that's more like those um, the DC ones I was talking about before, like the old Justice League. Yeah. Young Justice, there was two seasons of it, and it was really fucking good, like really, really good. And it's like it's weird. And obscure. who was it it's for? Like, was it for Cartoon Network or? That's Hard a good question. Okay. I, th- I don't remember exactly. Well, because of like Warner Brothers, I think a lot of that stuff, it makes sense. A lot of their stuff ended up on Cartoon Network or those we're about to see. They're going to end up elsewhere. But mm-hmm. So that's probably where those were. But yeah, I so again, it's a tonal problem. They take a property like Teen Titans and you can do it silly like Teen Titans Go. And by the way, there's a thing in the trailer that always makes me think of you because uh, at one point, Cyborg has the big speakers that go, bow, 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 which always makes me think of you. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so there's like a kind of a fun, that seems like a fun vibe. Now, I think that's going a little bit too far into the silly skid. You can sort of go like a little bit more 80s comic book sensibility and still have a really fun show. Yeah. And before we actually dive into the Titans trailer, this question gets thrown around a lot. I'll ask uh, what you guys think. I'll ask Jeff first. Um, the argument is the worst thing that ever happened to the DC universe of superheroes is the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. Not because the movies aren't good, but because they're you're like, they're good. so they're so good, they're so successful, that you're like, oh, well, that's what we have to do. And I know you and Will both like Man of Steel, and I don't hate it, but I was just like, man, it's just it sucked all the fun out of Superman because you were like, we're going to take a character who should not be done in a tone like Batman, and we're going to try and put him into you know a Batman factory assembly line, and it doesn't really work ultimately for me. And I think... That's the problem. I think that's what they do with a lot of their movies. Wonder Woman wasn't that dark. So I think by that point, they had really learned from Batman vs. Superman that, like, yeah, we, we can't do this much. But what do you think to that first, Jeff? 
uh, to the darkness of the, the idea DCRs. that like trying to replicate, you know, not just letting, hey, we'll let mm. those Nolan movies stand alone. It's it, it set an impossible standard because the Nolan movies were so clever in my from my viewpoint. Yeah. They were so clever by making not just showing us Batman, but showing us a Batman that you could totally be like, yeah, that could happen. That absolutely yeah. 100% guy, a, could be happening. A guy somewhere. with enough money and training with those kind of people, yeah. you could you Everything buy all they of show it. is, is that, him just straight being a, a brawler, somebody who could beat the shit out of other people. That, like that, okay. Joker could happen. I always uh-huh. thought it was so weird that Scarecrow was their first villain going into the movie, and then I see it and I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah Scarecrow is a perfect choice for the first movie. You know, Bane is a little cartoony, but the idea. But that, they didn't do the cartoony version of Bane like Batman Forever right. Bane. They did a Bane where it's just like another really badass brawler. Gotham City. I am your savior. You merely adopted the darkness. I was born into it. You merely adopted the black cast. I was born into it. Amy, uh, the Christopher Nolan movies. Uh, and if you don't like them, you can say that. It's all right. Yeah. This, is, this is a nerd yeah. safe space. Nerd safe. Well, you Teach know. It's funny because when I saw them, I... You yeah, were like I in just, middle school? No, no. I did not. I purposely didn't watch them because I was I like, I saw whatever. the first one at Bad Boy School. I just had to put that out oh, there. Oh, okay. At Bible School? Bad no, Boy Bad Boy School. school. Oh, yeah. Opposite Je- of Bible Je- School. Jeff did hard time <laughs> yeah. because he was a bad kid. Little kid. Up. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I did JV prison. So like SS, <laughs> SSI was that? Uh, no, this no. was a different program. Dang. Yeah. Okay, but, uh, you're yeah. hardcore. Oh yeah, he is absolutely um, thug life. Thug life. <laughs> <laughs> I actually saw them a few years ago, and oh, so like after the fact. After because you were too after, little when they were out. Because I just wasn't into it. Well, yeah. look, I mean, The Dark Knight came out ten years ago. And no. Yeah. No. Oh, The Dark Knight. The yeah, Dark Knight. Sorry, yeah. Batman, Batman, Batman Begins was 2005. Yeah. So Whoa, that's 13 yeah, years ago. Not. And I'm not going to do the math, but I know how old you are, so I know that yeah, you probably didn't yeah. need to see that movie ten years I was ago. Busy watching rom coms, you know. Nothing wrong with that, but I have a very strong feeling about Christopher Nolan, and. <laughs> I just don't like what he does. I think it's too dark and brooding. After a while, it's all the same. Well, I can understand that you're not the first person to say that. Yeah. I actually found Memento to be like, what a great device, but Mm -hmm. I wish they told a better story with it. I love what they did. It looked cool. But then when it was over, I was like, I kind of didn't need that story to go backwards. I would have liked a different story that was better, but it was still really cool. And like Inception, there are things that are cool about Mm -hmm. it. But I was just like, there were a couple times where I'm like, man, do we have to go one more level down? How about we just back it up one level and that would have been enough. Um, But I do like all three of the Batman movies. But you know what I'm going to say about both Dark Knight and especially Dark Knight Rises? Way too long. Like, oh, yeah. You you can definitely take those three Batman movies and make five regular length movies out of them. And they will still be like, hey, those five Batman movies are actually really good. Well, see, and my thing is I I most definitely need to see more Christopher Nolan movies because the ones I've seen, I'm like, okay, they all kind of feel the same. Which ones have you seen? For sure, Dark Knight Rises. I, you know what? I never, is that the only one? I don't remember what other ones. I actually never saw Interstellar. Did you like that? I saw Interstellar. I, Interstellar. I remember you now that you said you liked it. it. Yeah. I'm I a don't huge know Christopher Nolan fan. And also, and also, now I do. Yeah. That's great. Also, Jeff's been a big Anne Hathaway guy since oh, Princess Diaries. Oh, I love Diaries. Anne Hathaway. Uh, duh. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> I do like him, actually. <laughs> I even liked him in The Lincoln Lawyer, which wasn't a good movie. No, but, but he's so he good in it. He's so good in it. You're like, who cares if this isn't good? But anyway. But I do, I do like no the dark. No failure to launch here. <laughs> oh, 
Oh my god, that was so bad. Um, That's what we do. That was so bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Dark Knight Rises. Nope. The Dark Knight. Yeah, that's the one actually, with Joker. Yes. Yeah. That one, the broodiness and the dark tone makes sense. So, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I okay. want to give him another uh, shot. I mean, hey, did I'm, you prove me wrong. Uh, oh, and you remember, I didn't love Dunkirk. And oh, a lot of people did. Okay. there we go. That Dunkirk, one was scarred. Dunkirk is the first oh. one that I was like not as into. And I think you know what? And it's, it's because it, Jonathan wasn't part of it. But it's also <sighs> the constraints of you're telling a true story. You know what I mean? So it's like there's it only is, so much you can. But it's to me okay. No. So I, I'm sure I've said this before. My huge thing with Dunkirk is that I think Jonathan Nolan yeah. might be the real heart and soul of Christopher Nolan's movies because he's the, he co-writes all his brothers with uh, all his movies with his brother or he co-wrote all up his until movies Dunkirk. up until Dunkirk yeah. because Jonathan went off to do uh, co-create Westworld so uh, now he does Westworld. Oof. And Christopher made Dunkirk, and you see, like, the heart of the characters in every previous Christopher Nolan movie is so there. Like, there's really something intrinsic about these characters that you really want to know more about them. Yeah. I can't, I feel, felt that way, especially about the first season of Westworld, and I still really like Westworld even through the second season. I know some more people have fallen off. Yeah, I watched the first half hour of the season premiere and fell asleep, and I still want to watch it. I have a friend who's a writer on it. I have a friend oh, who acted cool. in, like, several episodes. Like, I really want to... I just can't stay awake. Eh? <laughs> but it's also because there's so much Marvel content to watch, yeah. to be honest. But anyway. And you have two children, so... Oh, I mean, that's fine. <laughs> hey, when, when Felix was only a few months old, I watched ten episodes of Jessica Jones in a day. That's true. But it's because he was yeah. small. <laughs> I yeah, could not do that now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I would watch basically instead of ten hours of Jessica Jones, it would be twenty episodes of Daniel Tiger. But hey, I'd get a lot out of that. Anyway, yeah. I finish up your point, uh, and then we'll move oh, yeah. on. So to I was the just saying that I felt like Dunkirk really it it didn't have the soul of the characters. It was everything Christopher does, in my opinion, is he's great at the technical aspects of telling a story and telling a story in a really interesting way. Right? What made Inception interesting to me was that you are going through different layers of perception and reality where you're going through these. Dreams and yeah, it, it's very ambitious and it's interesting. Yeah. It's a great cast and just I'm um, even just it, so you have that the great stuff with like Cobb and his wife and and that's like the intrinsic part that's interesting about the character. But then you have the interesting way where you're telling the time where the score is the same score almost throughout the movie, but it's told in slower and slower time signatures to represent what speed of time you're in based on the dream level, like. Those parts of the movie to me are very technical and interesting and how you're telling the story. I think all that is in Dunkirk. You've got three different perceptions of time, a, a week, a day, and a hour. And they're interspliced in such an interesting way. Um, but I didn't give a shit about any of the characters going through the week or the day or the hour. That's a great point. The yeah. only one I even remotely cared about was Tom Hardy's character. And that was more just you like... You mean because he was Bane? Yeah. And Venom? Yeah. And <laughs> it was just because he was like the most interesting one because he, he was, was kind of the biggest hero of the of the film. But then at the end of it, it was just like, I really didn't care about anybody in that movie versus every other one. I've, I've watched Interstellar so many times and I cry every time wow. he drives away from his hey, daughter. Hey, I haven't seen it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, you haven't. Seen I said it. I haven't seen it. I didn't know. It's I, it's not like in no, the end a, of the movie. I've, it's in the middle of the movie. There's well, just a you part. spoiled they the used middle. It no, in fine. a commercial. Yeah, there's a, there's a scene, and I it, it brings a tear to my eye because it's really evocative of 
if you've ever been through stuff and i'm just a, you know i'm a bitch yesterday i had to like hide at work because i bawled in my car because i saw somebody with a sign i gave somebody some money for a funeral for their mom and it hit oh, me really well, hard gonna, yeah. well i know i mean look i understand that it, it, you know what it means it just means that you're human i would have laughed at them and probably punched <laughs> them but uh see that's because you're a better person than i am uh but i'm a better person than whoever made this garbage titans trailer and there's so much to say <laughs> how, about, how about that for a transition thank you let's get us out of this yeah. so uh we're gonna talk about it we're gonna talk about what's bad about the trailer we're going to talk about what's bad about what it represents so strap yourselves in if you haven't seen or listened to it here's titans <gasps> mature Ooh. i'm not sure if i'm old enough to see this trailer hello hello you know it's a good sign when most of the trailer is just total black <laughs> to you you're the boy from the circus. You only say that because you're so woke. <laughs> yeah, so there's this song, Haunting. And there he is. So he throws the R, the Robin R. The lighting is terrible in here for us to watch this, actually. Please. Can you help me? No, I think it's the darkness. <laughs> I don't believe anything she's saying. Where's Batman? What? What? No, you know what, Nightwing? Fuck you, all right? You're a lame Batman wannabe, you Is this bitch. a movie or a show? This is a TV show. We'll talk about it. After How are they time. saying fuck Batman? Well, I'll, we'll talk about that. Oh, she looks cool. I think Raven looks cool. People are talking about it. That's one of the things people hate. I'm like, that's one of the only things I like is what Raven looks like. Wait, to come out and play? And, what did they say song. before? I didn't even... It's time to come out and play, I think. That's weird. She uh, she looks really cool. Wait, that's Raven or Starfire? I, oh, you know what? That's Starfire. I... Mom says there's no such thing as monsters. I used to think that. No, oh, that guy needs wrong. to... That guy needs to uh, shut it. That guy is Nightwing. Nightwing. And we'll talk about it. I like the screen. Like, do you like that song? So this trailer, <laughs> I've never heard that song before. This trailer would have been great back in 2002. Oh, Sorry. All right, so the first thing to keep in mind is that Titans is for DC's new streaming service. Oh, so yeah. that's why you can gotcha. say fuck Batman. Okay. And they really want to sell it to you that this that. is a dark mature content. The fact that there's the TVMA <laughs> that sits there for like 15 seconds at the beginning yeah. and they're showing you like And all the sound effects when he's hitting crunch 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 it's like the scene from the second Ninja Turtles when Michelangelo's eating the, the snicker or the Butterfinger yeah. in Raphael's ear and he's like, can you chew that any louder? <laughs> a crunch! It's a, it's a commercial for Lucky Charms, basically. Oh, <laughs> Lucky Charms. They're magically delicious. But, uh, yeah, so that's why they're doing that tone. And fundamental problem right here is you are hinging subscribers to your app, your service on this and it's just like totally all wrong. Yeah. And so 
Amy, I only know this just because of, you know, just tangentially being around Marvel Comics. You learn things about DC. Nightwing is Robin from Batman and Robin a little bit older. Oh, okay. And he's so not Robin anymore. So he's Dick Grayson. Yeah, you have to be specific. He's, he's Dick, Dick Grayson. Grayson Robin. But he's grown up. After having become, or he becomes Nightwing. Yeah. After he rejects him and then moves to Bloodhaven, which is Gotham's, like, sister city. Right. Oh, okay. But not in the DC movie universe because the sister city is Metropolis inexplicably. Yeah. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. So anyway... So that's who he is, and he's like, fuck Batman. And I get it, you're trying to draw a line in the sand, but at the same time, you're like, no, you are just basically a lame Batman. So the only way that show is cool is if Jason Todd, Red Mask, is also in it. Now that's, I, look, that's possible. I don't feel like they're going Red there. Red Hood, sorry, not yeah. Red Yeah, and uh, you, you're right. As we were watching it, I, I misidentified uh, Starfire as Raven. Starfire, I think, looks really cool. Yeah. Raven people are complaining about what she looks like. I haven't heard as much about Starfire, but I'm just like, man, this is just all wrong. You know, this is not the tone that you need. Now, I guess they figured you're going to get, look... Who is going to pay, I think it's $8 for a month, for a new streaming service? And they do have like a discount if you buy it for the whole year. It's like $80. what else is on it? Well, that's the thing that they've done that is smart. The one thing that they've done, you also get comics. So you know how there's Marvel Unlimited? Mm. So this will give you video content, but you can also read comics. So that's the one smart thing that they have done with this. Mm -hmm. But there will be other shows yet to be announced. I do know that Doom Patrol will be for this. And, uh, Doom Patrol? Yeah, it's a it's a property that, uh, for reasons I can't go into on here on the broadcast, <laughs> I had to look into what it was and why they were making it. I, I'll tell you guys after we record. But I had to find out more about it like really quickly. So I know that that's for the DC streaming service. And it's, a, it's sort of an older title that, uh, you know, I think you have your diehard fans or for the most part people don't know. It's not something that's going to get made into a movie, which I think a lot of times so, is how you end up with a with a TV series. You know, if you think about, you know, with the exception of, well, no, that's not true. Daredevil and The Punisher both were movies, you mm-hmm. know, and The Punisher was several movies. Mm-hmm. But these are things, Two. properties that you, well, there's the Dolph Lundgren and then the oh, Thomas Jane. Good call. The other Sorry, one. I forgot about Dolph. Well, believe me, that Dolph Lundgren was all I had to hang my hat on for a long time, <laughs> for at least 20 years. But anyway, so I think that, you know, I, I get what they're trying to do. And again, it's that tonal problem. It's, this is just a mess. And I did talk to our friend, Will Sterling. I ran into him at podcast one and I asked what he thought and he just shook his head. And uh, I'm going to let him tell a story that ties into this that I think is really interesting. So I'm teasing it forward for a couple weeks from now when Will's back with us. But uh, he was just very underwhelmed. And if he's not going to be on board, you know, he's basically who they need. They're looking for who's going to pay. That's what I was going to say. Who's going to pay the money for another streaming service? You have sort of, you know, probably your late 20s, mid 30s, up to 40, whatever. You probably, probably single men. This is probably who they're going for. I'm just going to generalize. They're welcome everybody's money, but who's their target demo? And they want to make a show that they think will appeal to them. And the backlash to this was really viscerally just bad. Like, I really dislike it. But, you know, you've got people threatening people. And uh, I think that uh, some of the writers had to uh, walk around Comic-Con with security because they got worried. So when you hear about stuff like that, you're like, no, you're taking it too far. It's just not good. You know, you, but, you used to be able to think something wasn't good and move on from it, you know? Yeah. All right, I'm not, I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole because I know we got more to cover. But we do, yeah. It's just, it's the same shit with these 
fake ass Star Wars fans where it's like, look, you don't have to like any of this. I'm not saying you're a fake Star Wars fan if you don't like the new stuff. I'm saying you're a fake fan if you freak the fuck out every time something you don't like. Try to do a petition to undo a movie that they made. Fuck off. Yeah. And you know what I what I'll always say is that uh, I thought that the Han Solo standalone movie was the best Star Wars movie in 35 years. I thought what? it was so good. It's better than all the prequels. <laughs> oh, and, that's not saying that. Well, no, it's true, and it's it's better than I, I had more fun with Force Awakens, Last Jedi. You know, I had more fun than any of those. And Rogue Rogue One wasn't really fun, but I did enjoy it anyway. So uh, that's the thought on this. So you guys see that, and yeah. from like a train wreck perspective i want to see how it turns out i will not pay for the streaming service though so i will have to figure out a way to you know borrow wills basically yeah my my guess is stuff like this is is probably gonna die pretty quick uh you would know better than i would how did that star trek discovery show do amazing it, really? it, I don't know what their subscriber base was. And uh, I know there are people who listen to the podcast who disagree. I thought that it was so well done. It was so great. Oh, and I'm it sorry. captured the tone of Star Trek. You mean how successful yeah, was it? Yeah, because people in general really liked it. Good. And I don't know that, you know, CBS was able to build their platform around it the way they want to. I think they know that there's still a lot to do, but people did like it. I thought it was great. And I think, you know, it's an, it's another example that I use where it's the best Star Trek series in 25 years. It was like the first episode aired. I'm like, this is better than any premiere they had since Deep Space Nine. I won't go too deep into Star Trek because I'm, you know, I'm not with my people here to talk about Star Trek. But uh, I think it was good. And I think the what worked about the show was that here in the U.S., it's on CBS All Access. But in the rest of... Well, outside of North America, it's on a broadcast channel in Canada. But out of the rest, out of North America, it's on Netflix. And Netflix paid like $4 million for an episode. So the production value never wavers. (laughs) Usually the pilot is $10 million, especially on a sci-fi show. And then the second one, you're like, wait, what happened? (laughs) You know, what happened to everything looks so much cheaper. It never never veers from that. It always is high level. And Star Trek works best, like Star Wars, when you can believe the effects. Mm -hmm. You know, when they start doing a Star Wars series, a live action Star Wars series for the Disney streaming app, are they going to spend the money? Because if they don't... That's why you got to stick with these like Clone Wars style well, shows. Well, and I do want to talk about that. So anyway, I think that... Look, if they spend money on this Titan show, this tone will work for enough people that it'll probably be at least moderately successful. But I think don't have your whole channel be like this. Now, Amy, you see that. And apart from that great song and uh, the the character Starfire, yeah. was there anything that would make you think that you know if you if you weren't going to necessarily be talking about any of these kind of things for, you know, for online shows or for your YouTube channel or anything, would you just say ten years ago? Well, you're too little ten years ago, but you know what I mean. Hypothetically, would you watch this show yeah. if you didn't feel like you should talk about it for the sake of you know generating content? No. And no. they didn't sell you on it for no, sure, right? It- I don't know what's happening, really. People are fighting. People are saying bad things about Batman. Yeah. And, but, so, I mean, what's her name? Raven? Well, Starfire, uh, Starfire is the Starfire. one who we all thought looked cool. Okay, yeah. yeah. So she looked cool. But I don't care about anything else. They're too moody and just like, can we all just calm down? Yeah. I don't want to watch something that makes me angry or annoyed. 
And that will probably do both of those things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we welcome all of your feedback to all of the things that we've talked about. Yeah. It's funny because we've been talking for more than an hour now and we've barely talked about Marvel. <laughs> and I was like, let's get the DC stuff out of the way and then we'll really dive into the Marvel. But uh, so we'll go a little faster on some of this other stuff. Um, and, but uh, we we welcome everybody's feedback. You can tweet us at BlackCast, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T, or, of course, The BlackCast on Facebook. You can comment on the episode post or just let us know directly on Twitter what you thought. Please disagree with us. That always makes for a more interesting show. You know, when everybody agrees with us, where's the fun in that? Um, the thing that I was most excited about hearing about after the fact was the Iron Fist panel. And the Iron Fist trailer is kind of cool, and you see him, you know, you see Danny fighting and it, it looks good. And I know that's one of the knocks on season one of Iron Fist. And I think people are willing to give, even people who hated Iron Fist season one, are willing to give him another chance because of two things. One, the Defenders, but also just that one episode of Luke Cage. Yeah. Honestly, not the Defenders, just that one yes. episode of Luke Cage. Which, yeah. honestly, uh, that is far and away my takeaway from Luke Cage, was how much fun that was. Because yeah. the was season was was very up and down. Such a standout. And look, this season, I thought Bushmaster's probably the second best villain that they've had after well, after Cottonmouth. Shit. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, oh no. you mean from like on, in all of the, Oh, so, all of them. Okay. Yeah, I was going to put him right after um It's hard to top Kilgrave. Kingpin's definitely of, number 1. Then I thought of Kilgrave, yeah. so that's what made me be like, "Oh, okay. I'd say he's almost tied with Kilgrave." Uh although I really loved Kilgrave. So look, Kilgrave is a better villain. Yeah. Bushmaster's a uh, second most interesting villain in terms of, like, I want to know more about him. And he's not a pure villain. Yeah, we made the comparison on Marvel TV Weekly, which is the show that uh, I co-host with Amy. Sundays at 10 p.m. Pacific. And, yes, that's 1 a.m. Monday morning for those on the East Coast. But you can always find it archived on YouTube and on iTunes. But that's one of the things we talked about on that show is that he's very much in the same vein as Killmonger. And then, no, it's not a racial comment. It's no. because they're both like, oh, you get where they're coming from, you get yeah. where they're coming from, and then all of a sudden they veer off and you go like, well, that's too far. Yeah. You know, logically, you kind of get where Bushmaster's coming from. But anyway, that's a Luke Cage conversation. We're talking about Danny. Now, the thing about the panel is there's always footage that you don't see that doesn't get released. And apparently, reading about it, there are a couple things that I saw, well, I didn't see, but I read, that I would have loved to have seen. One, Danny with the yellow mask on. That's yes. that's what I've been wanting from the beginning. And he doesn't have to wear it all the time. Just sometimes. Just show it to us. Just give us that. But there's also apparently a great scene of Colleen and Misty just kicking a lot of ass. Yay. And then another scene where it's just Colleen taking on four dudes and just you know wipes the floor with Thank all of you. them. Thank you. Yeah. Yay. That's what I want. Thank you. And there's always the hope Any that... Kunlun? I, not from what I've been told. I don't know that we're going to get Cunlan or the Dragon. God. <laughs> Look, I, I guess I get it because those are probably super expensive. Those are so expensive yeah. for probably such a little payoff from like the average fan. But I'm like, you do realize that is all That's, I want to fucking see, right? Yeah. Is goddamn Shao Lao and goddamn Cunlan. <laughs> I know. And uh, I think it's great. I like how they're building up Colleen and Misty. I think they're great characters in the comics. I think they're great on the show. If we can get Daughters of the Dragon TV show, that's going to be amazing. And 
I've heard rumblings that there'll be a Heroes for Hire standalone mm-hmm. show in addition to a Luke Cage, in addition to an Iron Fist. So In addition to a Luke Cage and Iron Fist? Well, that's Heroes, Heroes for Hire. I thought Heroes for Hire was all four of them. No, Heroes for Hire is just Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Oh, okay. the, the series was called Heroes for Hire, and then they just retitled it Power Man and Iron Fist at one point. Uh, but yeah, so that's something that we're supposed to get. You know, Basically, some Power Man and Iron Fist TV show, but it'll be called uh, that. And... If we can also get Daughters of the Dragon, great. So I'm excited because I like Danny. I'm a Danny Rand apologist. That's all right. I can be one of the only ones. But I also love Colleen so much. And Jeff and I talk a lot about that, you know, when that season was new and ever since. Uh, So, Amy, you hear all that stuff. And, you know, we do talk a lot about Iron Fist on Mm -hmm. Marvel TV Weekly. So as you hear all of these things and the the little bits that we're seeing at Comic-Con, what do you think about Iron Fist Season 2? Well, I was already on board right after that one episode on Luke Cage. Right. I was like, let's do this. That's that's the best promotion for Iron Fist Season 2, was having him sit down with Luke. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. So I'm ready. I, I want it now. Let's go. Let's go Let's right go. now. Come Let's on. watch it. Let's just well, go watch September seventh. That was the big news that came out. So it's gonna be, it's gonna drop on September seventh. That's only hopefully, like a month away. Hopefully, yeah, one great. of the what, one of the big problems with the first season was the whole like fist reptile dysfunction. So as, as long as we've <laughs> gotten, as long as we've gotten yeah. past that, that was, bullshit, that was annoying because they needed to put him in situations where he couldn't just punch his way out. Yeah. And I'm like, no, but that's why we want him. So yeah, no, I get that. So that's exciting. It would have been better if he punched his way out and then had to deal with the consequences of being a very rich, famous man with a very public figure yeah. who punches his way out of things. It's like, you can't fucking do that, dude. Yeah. And that's probably why he's going to have to start wearing the mask. Um, we are, all three of us are fans of the Cloak and Dagger series, and maybe at some point in a future Blackcast we can talk more about it, because the season's about to end. But, uh, it was greenlit officially for a second season, which I think is great. Yeah. Because I like those characters from the comics, and it was a little bit of a slow build, but I love when they're together. I like Mm -hmm. when they're both using their powers, and as they figure it out. I think it's a great show, and I can't believe that I regularly tune into something on Freeform once a week, but there I am, you know? (laughs) And it just looks so strange, the little freeform logo burned into the bottom of the screen when I'm watching it. I'm like, well, is this a mistake? But uh, I don't know. Are you excited, Amy, for more Cloak and Dagger? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. They uh, People really, really, really like them, especially at Comic-Con. Getting on that press line was uh, impossible you, for us. <laughs> you saw Olivia Holt somewhere, right? That's Dagger. <gasps> oh, my gosh. That's right. Yeah. I was at a party. Mm-hmm. And I was in the VIP section. Because you're a VIP. Around. Well, I was with VIP. Sure enough. And I was like, okay. Uh, but yeah, I turned over and I was like, whoa. I, I looked over to the side of the party in the VIP section as I was just scarfing down mac and cheese. And Which I was is like, what I would have been doing. You know, mm-hmm. if it's free and it tastes really good, you're like, all right. Oh, it just has to be free. It can taste like cardboard <laughs> and I would eat it. But yeah, so Olivia Holt was there. She was talking to someone. I was like, wait, who's that? Oh my gosh, that's Chloe Bennett. Quick! Oh, what? And then Allie Mackey was there right next to her. Allie Mackey, who is Ivan Hess's daughter uh-huh. from Cloak and Dagger. Yep. But you basically saw a Dagger Quake team up. For sure. Which is yeah. amazing. But That would be cool to see. Uh, yeah, I, I think. I mean, like, on TV. Yeah. yeah you or, know. Yeah, In real life, it was pretty cool. Just them talking. <laughs> just though. them talking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she didn't uh, use a dagger. Quake didn't quake nothing, but that's all right. Um, so uh, some of the more important things to talk about from Comic-Con, though, are this. Uh, there was new Venom footage, which, again, doesn't always get out there, but mm-hmm. it's worth talking about. I think that 
Venom looks pretty cool uh, when he you know when he talks and we see the teeth. And I'm told that this movie is a firmly an R-rated movie, and we will definitely be seeing Venom bite people's heads off, which yeah. is what we want to see him do. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that you don't need to make R-rated superhero movies just because Deadpool worked, but I think if anybody needs to be an R-rated movie, it's Venom. What do you think, Jeff? I 100% agree with you, especially because uh, from what I'm from my limited knowledge, aren't the symbiotes like the symbiote? Uh, the other symbiotes are supposed well, to come into this, venom and which and, includes like carnage yeah. and anti venom and on the other ones. Um, so obviously, if at any point carnage needs to make his way into this, which he does, it has to be ready to be rated R, right? And secondarily, this would be a movie I'd be really surprised to be disappointed by because I love the two leads, like the villain Riz Ahmed is fucking awesome in everything he does what would we know him from uh night of he's oh, okay uh, Bodie rook in rogue one he's in everything this yeah. dude like he was in the oa he's he's a dude who like blends into his character in so many things you'll be once you know who he is and you start noticing in how many movies he and properties he's in you'll be blown away because he just you forget who he is anyways uh he's great and then obviously tom hardy's a proven yeah, and, and another property where you won't see his face for a good chunk of the movie. Which it looks like there's going to be a lot I of I think Eddie we Brock. see a lot of Eddie Brock, but at the same time, like, you know, in the Venom you, scenes, yeah. we're not going to actually see him, which is interesting. Um, Amy, your understanding of Venom and seeing the trailer and your thoughts about the movie as a whole, are you excited or just kind of wait and see on this one? Kind of wait and see. The The trailer itself was like, okay, it was cool. I like the ending where he just kind of like, you know... Showed his venominess. <laughs> venominess. Venominess. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Venomosity. Kind of, venomosity. Okay, that too. It reminded me of Gene Simmons a little bit. Oh well, now we're talking. I mean, <laughs> right? Doesn't it? Kissonline.com, as everybody knows. But uh, I think it looks cool, and that's October as well. So it's like Smile. I'm forgetting all these movies that Who are coming came out first. Gene Simmons or Venom? Gene Simmons, Gene Simmons. always. Because Venom Simmons. doesn't show up until it's basically you know the black costume shows up in 1985, and then he doesn't show up as Venom for until a few years later. Okay. Uh, the Todd McFarlane era, like around. So Todd you, McFarlane definitely based it off Gene Simmons. You know, the tongue, probably, actually, when you think of it, because yeah. because McFarlane Toys has those kiss toys. So you're absolutely right. And I had never made the connection, if not for the two of you. Um, so thank you for helping me with that. But yeah, so yeah. And so Venom, just to tie that up, it basically like around Amazing Spider-Man 300 is when he was actually introduced. You sort of saw him skulking around in the shadows before that. But anyway, um, and then uh, Into the Spider-Verse just looks like it's going to be fun. Yeah. You know, like we've talked about it on the podcast before, but I'm just like, the more I see of it, the more I'm like, oh yeah, I, by the way, that comes <laughs> Let's just hope for uh, Aquaman that doesn't come out the same day because you probably figured like, oh, animated movie? <laughs> no, because it's Spider-Man and there are it's multiple Spider-Man. Good. Dude, yeah. Spider-Gwen is in that movie. Yeah. It's not ah! just Spider-Man. Yeah. It's Spider-Man that looks like it's meant specifically to have cross-generational appeal. Yeah. Because it has Miles Morales, yeah. it has it has sort of an older Peter Parker, 
and it has, you know, it has Spider-Gwen. It has, I don't know, it's so many different versions of it. It's it's like watching a comic book. Yeah, yeah the, the style so is so cool. unique. I've never seen that I, in I anything like before. I feel like that's a movie I'm going to have to see in 3D because oh. I feel like it's really designed to be taken oh. in that way. I definitely agree. I'm very excited for that. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing the Spider-Verse, visiting the Spider-Verse. And, you know, if I get trapped in the Spider-Verse, so be it. Um, I, um, go ahead. Really quick thing. Yeah. I was on the press Oh, yeah, yeah. I wanted to ask you about that. For, yeah. yeah, so I was on the press line for Sony, so that involved Venom and Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, and that was a pain in the butt to try and, and get into, but uh, Popcorn Talk was able to. So, um, yeah, it was really, really cool, but <laughs> Tom Hardy didn't even make it past like the first five outlets, which is kind of normal, but we literally, at the, I mean, we were at the last half of the press line. Um, we didn't get any Venom people But who did you talk to? Because I know you told me. Yeah, we... Okay, so I talked to the directors, Bob Persichetti, Peter Ramsey, and Rodney Rothman. Uh, they were fantastic. The directors of? Of, sorry, uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Hmm. They were so nice. I was only able to ask them one question, but they were so chill and so excited. I just asked them, you know, like, what's their first memory with, like, comics in general? And they, their eyes just, like, lit up. And is that something that can be found? Yes, that interview? Can. Where can that be found? That can be found on Popcorn Talk's YouTube channel. And, and have you tweeted out links to it? So can people yeah. find it if they follow you? Yeah, you know, On I'll Insta? Do, on Instagram. I am not at 10,000 followers, so I can't, I can't do, like, a swipe up kind of thing. You have which, to be at 10,000 followers Yes, it really sucks. I'm really oh, hey, angry. Jeff, remember when you used to have 10,000 followers I on do. Twitter? Yeah. That was fun. Yeah, you have, like, 500 now. Yeah. Uh, I think, which, like, way less. I don't yeah. even know. Well, I, I stopped By checking. the way, Coltrane has 150, so yeah. you're actually uh, up on him. And, we good. And that is definitely a conversation for a future Blackcast about how... <laughs> Jeff and, and Coltrane had so many, and they were. We knew they were fake, and then one day it was like, whoosh, all gone. It's like you know what it was like. It was like all of Mark Zuckerberg's Facebook stock. It was gone like that. Oh. Hey, I don't feel bad for that guy. No, he's fine. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's. It's like he's he lost fine. sixteen billion dollars, but he still has a hundred billion dollars. So I'm like, all right, he's he's good. He's fine. Anyway, um, uh, so what else uh, came out of the you know, and and you don't have to just keep it to the Sony press line. You yeah. know, I want to make sure that we. Oh. Oh, yeah. yeah, we wanted to get some of your other insight because you were at Comic Con, yeah, and Jeff and I were not. Um, Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> hey, I remind dick. myself every day. <laughs> Thanks, Bigger Sarah, guys. Dick. Don't worry, it's fine. Everything's fine. Um, yeah, I will tweet that link out. They were fantastic, um, but I did see Jake Johnson. I was and so he's the close. voice of older Spy Spidey. older Peter Parker. Yeah. and Jake Johnson from is New Girl, right? Nick from, Miller from New Girl. Yeah, I had this yeah. whole thing planned. That I was funny. like, I'm gonna talk to him. Just be like, Hey, who's he's, Peter Parker? I didn't know he it's was the voice of Peter. Jake. I feel like that's a really good cast because he's like so an older, fantastic. out of shape Peter Parker. Yeah. But like and it's perfect. Chill. And like, uh, by the way, just Google uh, Jake Johnson podcast Cubs story. He tells this story about what it's like. This is before the Cubs won the World Series. And it's just so spot on and it's so funny. And I'd never heard like sort of a long form interview with him. I don't, I don't know what the show was. Just a friend sent it to me a couple years ago. Anyway, just a, a little uh, recommendation for everybody. I like him a lot. He's very funny. He's that, that movie Let's Be Cops was not good, but uh, he was really funny in it. So, you know, yeah. that helps. Yeah, um, but I did get to talk to him, but uh, there are two other people that I did get to talk to. I don't know if we'll get to Glass. Uh, we could talk about it at the end. And uh, Halloween. And we'll Halloween. get to Universal. Oh, Halloween, you talked to... Go ahead. This, let's, let's not bury the lead. Let's get right into who you talked to for Halloween. Drum roll. Ooh, I can't hear it. It's fine. Oh, there we go. Well, thank you. 
Jamie Lee Curtis. Which is amazing. <laughs> I saw that picture, which is awesome. That's so cool that you got to talk to her. I like, I died and, and then came back to life and I was like, I can't believe this The funny happening. thing is there have been so many Halloween movies made and so many of them <laughs> basically go, okay, ignore everything except for the first movie. And this is another one of those. Yeah. where, And it's like, ignore movies that I've been in, like H2O. Yeah. Like that one, even the one with me in it, as in not me. You know, but every know. other Halloween movie didn't happen. This is the second one. Yeah, this is the second yeah. one. And some of them should have not happened. But then, like Halloween 3 is not even a Michael Myers story. So it's like, did that happen? But anyway, so that's awesome that you got yeah. to talk to her. Yeah. Um, I want to, we'll probably wind down in, in a couple minutes because there's uh, only a little bit of time left here. And we have talked for a long time. And this yeah. is why <laughs> we didn't talk about everything that we were going to talk about. Uh, but uh, one of the things that I did want to talk about, Jeff, because we referenced it, is the kind of surprise announcement that they're going to do another season of Star Wars Clone Wars. Mm. Now, you have seen, I think... I've I, seen everything. You've seen, seen everything. I've seen all of Clone Wars, and I've seen all of Rebels. Yeah, I fell off on Rebels, and I kind you, of... You should get back on I, it. The ending it, is really I good. I really want to see it, and I think when the Disney streaming service is introduced, I'm going to need that in a house with two kids, yeah. so that's probably when I'll catch it. Um, but so, it's great that they're going to do more Clone Wars. I think everybody thought that it was like, oh, that was for Cartoon Network, Disney wants to have more control, and and they're going to move away from that. But uh, I think it's great. I think that, you know, you can say what you want about the prequels. I think that that animated series was great. You know, it really it was. was. And it, it really filled in a lot of the gaps. Yeah. It's so funny because there's so many articles or like little YouTube videos that I've seen where it's essentially people making an argument where they're like, you know what? The prequels weren't so bad. And here's why. Because of a bunch of shit that happened in Clone Wars. Yeah. And you're like, oh, so by by like retroactively fixing the plot holes with Clone Wars, it actually does make prequels better. And it's, it, it holds up because I've rewatched prequels since I've watched all of Clone Wars and you watch it and you're just like, yeah, well, you know, there's some more shit that happened in the things <laughs> that make this yeah. seem a little bit more legitimate. It's weird. It does work. That was uh, that was like news that flew a little bit below the radar because there was so much stuff going on. And then when I saw that, I'm like, wait, there's going to be more Clone Wars. So I, I was excited D- about you, that. The trailer for it's really yeah. good. Yeah. And uh, that's another streaming service that uh, mm-hmm. they want you to pay for. And, just, you know, it's, so you, do you, are you, how familiar are you with like. Clone, Clone Wars. Uh, I I saw the first few seasons, and okay. then because of the nature of you got to think back ten years ago, I didn't know when the show was coming back. Yeah, and now I know that they were on Netflix for a while. I but think then it's all of a sudden, oh, it is still okay. So it's I've said this before that it's on the list of things that I just sort of expect that I'll watch with my son one day. So mm-hmm. I'm like trying, you know, I'm like I'll get to it, but yeah. uh, I do want to see it. But yeah, I definitely fell off. Uh, like I remember when Darth Maul came back, mm-hmm. and uh, he had a brother too, right? Yeah, yeah. Savage so I remember, Opress. Yeah, I remember some cool characters, and I was I was definitely into it. I just mm-hmm. definitely fell off probably in season three. I think there's like seven seasons. Yeah, there's a, well, this I think might be seven. I, yeah. well, I think they went through seven, and then there were some episodes that they were going to do that they scrapped, and so this new one I think oh, okay. is supposed to be season eight. Gotcha. But um, it's I really liked the Clone Wars. I really liked Rebels, and I can they continue to evolve how they're telling the stories, and it's just like because Dave Filoni has been the showrunner. I think he was the showrunner through Clone Wars. He was definitely the showrunner through Rebels, and he's going back with Clone Wars. So it's like. The guy who's telling these stories, like the uh, the showrunner, is the same guy. So he's evolving in his ability to tell these stories, and it, it shows up. And I think going back there, we're going to continue to explore what happened with Ahso- Ahsoka Tano. Yeah, because who also shows up in Rebels. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's it's clear that her journey and her story has a lot to do with this 
bigger Jedi getting away from the Jedi Order storyline that we have happening in the main trilogy. Uh, yeah, so we're looking forward to that. We'll have plenty of time to talk more about that. The Disney streaming service, if it comes down to the Disney or the DC, it doesn't seem like it's that tough of a decision, but it depends on what you're into. Uh, there'll be some other things that we can talk about in future weeks. I'm still not a Godzilla guy, and apparently I will never be. Um, the uh, we don't, you know, the uh, there was a Doctor Who panel, which we will talk about at yeah. some point in the near future. Uh, but I did want to, because I know that it was on your list, Amy. So before we finish, I wanted to talk about Glass. Mm. Now, what you don't know, and we talked about this actually very recently on the podcast. Uh, I'm just off the M Night Shyamalan train. Uh, I was burned a couple times, and I'm like, no, I'm good now. I'm not. I'm not coming back. And Unbreakable, Lady in the Water, <laughs> Lady in Water is a perfect example. But it was honestly signs. It was like I didn't even get there. What? Oh no. What? Swing away. But anyway, <gasps> yes! away. But uh, so Unbreakable, and I told this story just a few weeks ago. Uh, it did, at the end of the movie, when they called me Mr. Glass, and <laughs> then the title card that he went to home for Crimson and my friend and I just laughed so hard we couldn't breathe oh, because no. it was so bad. But I know people are excited about Glass, and I know you kind of were at a cool event. So mm-hmm. I wanted to let you talk about it. And I still expect to not see that movie, but I, it depends. If the right people tell me after they see it, I, I might check it out. Because I thought yeah. that Unbreakable was filmed beautifully. I thought it had the first two acts were good, which is the M. Night Shyamalan, you know, that's the playbook. And then a third act that's just garbage. But anyway, go ahead. Uh, yes, so I, I have seen Split, I haven't seen Unbreakable, uh, I was on the press line, and Samuel L. Jackson wasn't there, neither was Bruce Willis, but it's okay, um, I was able to talk to Sarah freaking Paulson, it was really cool, she was, she was, uh, kind of intimidating, because I'm like, oh my god, you're Sarah Paulson. Did you watch uh, American Horror Story, or? No. Okay, because I just know that that's some of the scarier stuff that you would have seen her do. She wasn't particularly scary as Marsha Clark in The People vs. (gasps) O.J. Simpson, but she was good. So good. Oh, and I mean. It's a good-ass show. Yeah. I agree. Uh, oh god! I was just gonna say every time you say her last name, I think of Fight Club. His name was Robert Paulson. <laughs> His name was Robert Paulson. Uh, so that's who you got to talk to. And yeah. did you? Uh, then and then the trailer came out. So did you well, do a video for that? Or? Yeah. So I did a trailer reaction, and I I loved it. I think oh, just having all of these people together in one movie is gonna be fantastic. I love the. I think it's like sound mixing, sound editing of the trailer. It sounds like glass. Like, if that makes sense at all. Sure. I was just like, this is fantastic. I also didn't know until I was doing research because I thought I was going to um, interview M. Night Shyamalan, which I didn't. I gave him to my, um, like, what is it? Red you carpet. Gave it, uh, you gave it to line, somebody higher up? Yeah. No? Well, I mean, not higher up. Well, I don't know. You have bosses. That's what oh, I thought yeah. you meant. No, yeah. no. I mean, like, there was two of us on the press line. Uh, and, like, I was like, hey. Look at you. Because Samuel L. Jackson was there. Not I would have done deal. the thing where I'm like, oh, yeah, you can totally talk to him. And then when he got there, I would have put the microphone Pat, in his just face. kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Suck it. Suck but it. anyway. But M. Night Shyamalan, from, like, further down the press line, he looked at me, he gave me a nod, and I was like, oh, my gosh, how cool. <laughs> and then when he finished the interview, he looked at me, he was like, bye. And I was like, bye. And, and here's the thing that maybe you didn't know. M. Night Shyamalan was a ghost the whole time. Oh my gosh! Anyway, well, go ahead. Finish well, up uh, on glass. But yeah, I didn't mean to. So, I, I was gonna wrap so things wait, up. But you're this. saying that M. Night Shyamalan was behind her, helping her make her pottery. No, he wasn't. He wasn't the film ghost. He was a ghost. Oh. Uh-huh, okay. Uh-huh. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that, like, he's made so many movies that I really do love. The Visit, have you seen The Visit? The Visit no, is fantastic. No. It's one of those movies that when I saw it, I don't know why I'm looking at the camera. There's no one on the Because the camera's in here. Hello. But... Um, it was one of those movies where I was like, oh my gosh, this just gave me the creepiest of feelings. So into it. Also, Signs was the first scary movie I ever saw. And it haunted me. And I haven't seen it since. I was a kid. But still, I was, I was like, I, oh I was my a gosh. scary movie? I was scared. Signs was terrifying. Well, the, I was a kid. The one thing they did well is that you don't really see the alien and it's one of no. the okay. Oh, but no, you do. But you scare. do see it. Yeah. yeah, the one jump scare when it when it's in Mexico and they show the vid- footage and it walks by. That was like the only time I was like, oh. The, uh, the, the, the only thing, the only thing so that was scary. was scary to me was that the movie ended and I had eight bucks that was gone that I spent oh, on the please. movie. Oh. Anyway, that's how long ago it was. <laughs> hey! Anyway, uh, there's you so much... Mel Gibson would have to say. <laughs> yes, he would blame oh. a certain people for taking my money and not He'd giving it back. He'd tell you to go get art by a pack of... <laughs> <laughs> yes, he would. In any case, uh, <laughs> and he would also then have called up his wife and said what he deserves. Good mother, our yeah, a lot of that. In any case, uh, we had so much fun talking about so much Comic Con stuff, and there's like stuff we didn't get to that we'll have to uh, add to future episodes. And Amy, you are always welcome on the Blackcast. I know you're oh, too busy you. for us, but when you're not, <laughs> please come by, and uh, you know we'll talk about Cloak and Dagger sometime soon. I yeah. hope. But as I mentioned before, Amy joins myself. And Carrie Lane, and when she's available as a special guest, we have uh, Zia Anderson on the show. And that is Sundays at 10 p.m. Pacific on After Buzz TV, Marvel TV Weekly. <laughs> I almost said Popcorn Talk because every sign in here says Popcorn Talk. Oh, and I'm like, no, that's that's a different show. But you mm-hmm. are on Marvel Movie News on Popcorn I Talk. I am. And where do they find, when do they find that? That's Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That is with Koi, Jondro, and Marquia McCarty. And me. Easy, easy for you to say. And you also do Box Office Breakdown, and <laughs> yeah, do you still do the Netflix right. show? Yes, yeah. yeah. Box Office Breakdown, Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Popcorn Talk. And then Netflix picks Sunday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on AfterBuzz TV. Because you're busy all night Sunday. And yeah, I make you Sunday stay. I make you and Carrie stay till 11 o'clock, usually 11.30. We go long. But anyway, uh, so and people can find you at Amy Cassandra MTZ. Yeah. And the YouTube channel is just Amy Cassandra. Uh-huh. And me... I'm at Christian DMZ. That's where you can find me. And don't forget, the Blackcast is blackcast.com, but also at Blackcast. B L A D T C A S T. Go ahead, give the thumbs up. Like the Blackcast on Facebook. And, you know, in the last uh, couple months, I've posted a few things on the Blackcast YouTube channel that haven't been. I planned on using them on the show, but then I just didn't get around to it. So there's some interesting things that you might find there. So go ahead and subscribe to... Bonus content. Bonus content. Exactly. That's actually what it is. It's like, <laughs> yeah. a, you know, like a little bonus. Blackcast Extra is what I call it. And, uh, you know, when we've done episodes in front of the cameras here at After Buzz, uh, those episodes are up there, too. And Jeff DeRay... You need to get the follower base back up. So yeah, follow me <laughs> at Jeff Duray. I tweet all the time. I'm super funny, super chill. <laughs> I always respond to every tweet. Every at me. tweet. <laughs> and you know, yeah, I'm uh, just a really down to earth guy. Even though I've got eight followers. <laughs> that's all right. Hey, that's all you need. And no, you have you have a few hundred now. Anyway, uh, we will uh, talk about your followers. We'll talk about so much more. We'll talk about uh, Will Sterling's road trip. And uh, we have a, a fun episode next week where uh, I interview one of the authors of a book called Not Exactly Rocket Scientists and Other Stories. His name is John McElroy. So we can find out about that. And we will see you all next time on the Blackcast. Cast.